You're listening to the Freelance Friday Podcast. I'm your host, Latasha James. Whether you're ready to launch the side hustle you've been dreaming about, working to double your freelance income and go full-time, or just seeking inspiration from some of the smart, innovative folks I know, you're in the right place. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast, and Happy New Year. Thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me this uh, January 1st, 2021. I hope you all had a fantastic holiday season with your family or friends or by yourself. That's how I spent my holidays, just with my partner. So yeah, I hope it was great. So now that all the celebrations are out of the way, it is time to get serious about some self-improvement and bettering ourselves, bettering our businesses in the new year. And boy, do I have a lot to say. So today I wanna share five habits that I'm actually gonna be changing in the new year. It's, I guess, sort of a resolution video with a twist. These are things that I am really focusing on, uh, making big changes in several different aspects of my life that all wind back to my business, right? All paths lead to the business, wellness, health, happiness, all of that. So let's hop in. Okay. So the first thing, the first habit that I want to change in my business in 2021 is my weekly routine. I want to have a weekly routine. If you watch my week in my business videos, you know that I really don't have one. I do have some patterns. Like in 2020, I had a weekly call every Friday with a client. And then obviously my coaching clients, they get on a regular coaching schedule. But even within that, I'm kind of just willy nilly. Like, what works for you put it we'll put it on the calendar every two weeks and there was really no ownership of my own calendar and I'll tell you what at the end of 2020 I got so burnt out and so overwhelmed by my calendar I really started to resent being busy and resent having stuff to do which is like not at all what you want to do when you're owning a business you want to be excited about the things that are on your calendar and it's not even that I was not excited about what was on my calendar I've said this before I love working with my clients I love everything that I do really Uh, you know I love filming videos but when I'm feeling like I have to film a video to get it up for the next day or when I'm feeling like I have to stay up late or mess up my sleep schedule to accommodate 10 clients in one day, that gets overwhelming no matter how much you love what you do. So here's my plan for 2021. I am going to have Mondays be my CEO day. I think I mentioned this during business, Vlogmas, my version of Vlogmas, that I have been taking some CEO days and those days are blocked off. There are no meetings, no clients, no nothing, no discovery calls. I do have one meeting on my Monday CEO day, which is just with my team, which is totally fine for me because I really look forward to that meeting and it doesn't feel like work. I don't have to get all dolled up if I don't want to. I can totally take that call in my sweatpants. So that day is really there for me to plan out the week, you know, work on admin type stuff, invoicing, and just things like that that keep the business running. And then I'm also planning to use that CEO day to work on my big projects. So I have several new course launches and product launches that I have planned for 2021 and I need to block off time to work on those things. I realized, you know, in 2020 that I need to make that side of my business a priority. 
for a long time is just kind of letting it be the thing that I got to whenever I had extra time, but it is a real chunk of my business now and I need to really prioritize it and make time to do deep work on that stuff because I would always say like, oh yeah, I can you know work on this new course launch in between client calls and it's like, girl, no, you can't. That is something that really does require deep focused work. So Mondays, CEO days, no meetings. Then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, those are gonna be my days where I take coaching calls, my one-on-one calls. And also I have been scheduling my group calls for the Freelance Friday Club on Tuesdays and Thursdays, generally speaking. So those are gonna be days where I know I'm gonna be on camera. So I'm gonna, you know, get ready, pick out my outfits the day before and have, you know, block off time for that kind of stuff. I'm not gonna try to film videos. I'm not going to try to work on projects in between that stuff. Those are dedicated coaching days. Wednesdays are my Voxer CEO days. So that's a new product or service that I'm going to be launching. I've talked about it briefly here and there, but basically I'm going to be doing kind of a micro coaching or offering a micro coaching where we can use Voxer, which is a walkie talkie app back and forth with one another. So I'm going to dedicate Wednesdays for that only. And then if I don't have anyone book for Voxer CEO days that day, then it'll just be another work day for me or another CEO day for me. And then Friday is when I'm going to take my agency client calls. So I'll take, I have one client already that we have a standing meeting on Friday. So I'll also do any discovery calls on that day. Or if I do take on any other agency clients, I'll try to make sure that we fit them in on Fridays. Now, obviously this is a loose, you know, a loose schedule. If a client, if an agency client or a coaching client just absolutely can't meet on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, of course I'll be flexible and accommodating. But the one day that I definitely am going to guard with my life basically is Mondays. I am going to make that my CEO day. And I think that having a weekly routine and especially blocking off a day that is just for you, it feels like an act of rebellion. I'm going to be honest. I feel a little scared about it, but you know what? I don't have a boss. I'm my boss. So it is what it is, you know, unless there is some life changing opportunity that I must be available for on Monday. I need to really protect that time. And just a quick reminder here, if you use any scheduling tool like Acuity, like HoneyBook, I love HoneyBook for my scheduling and all of my CRM stuff, you can actually block these times off. So I have different calendars set up in HoneyBook now. So I have a coaching call calendar. I have a Voxer CEO calendar. I have a um, agency discovery call calendar. All of those things are set up with these different availabilities in them so that I'm not gonna accidentally get an agency client scheduling a discovery call on a Tuesday, they're going to be able to pick from Fridays and so on and so forth. So habit number one, weekly routine. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I'm a little bit like nervous to admit this number two, but my wake up time, it needs a little bit of help. I don't know. I feel like a child when I admit this to people, because I feel like everybody on the internet has these like super cool, chic, like professional morning routines. They're waking up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., getting their bulletproof coffee, you know, their avocado toast and like being so put together. And like, I am not like that. I can do it and there are days where I do it and there were days in 2020, you know, if I have a an assignment due, I will wake up easily at 5 a.m. to knock that out before it's 12 p.m. deadline or whatever I need to do. I can, you know, I can force myself to do it if I need to, but I am not in a regular routine of doing it. And I really think it's time that I, I 
establish some kind of a routine for that because don't get me wrong I'm not sleeping in until like 2 p.m or anything but it's all over the place some days like I said I'll wake up at five some days I will wake up at eight some days I'll wake up at nine or ten usually the weekends but I'm just saying I gotta have some kind of a routine right and I am not a morning person and I think this is what has really prevented me from developing a routine because I keep reading all these things that, you know, morning people are the best business owners and to be a successful entrepreneur, you got to wake up at 5 a.m. And you know what? I did some research, okay? I, I literally Googled successful people who wake up late and there was a large list of people. I'll link that article if anyone's curious. Some of those people sleep in late too. And then I was thinking about it and it's like all the artists that I respect and look up to, you know, musicians, there's no way they're waking up at 5 a.m. after playing a show till, you know, midnight, 1 a.m. So there's that. But the research that I found did say irregular sleep patterns was bad. So it's not necessarily that to be successful, you have to wake up at 5 or 6 a.m., but you should be getting the same amount of sleep and having the same sleep pattern every single day. According to Harvard researchers, they say that you can go to sleep and wake up at whatever time you like. The only catch is you have to have a steady schedule. Now, one sleep expert did tell Yahoo that the optimal sleep schedule would be from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. because of our body's natural circadian rhythm. But in that same article, they did say that some people are just naturally night owls or morning people. And I'm definitely a night owl. And it also said, maybe it was the other article. I don't know. I'll link them both down below. But another article said that, you know, people who are night owls tend to be more creative and arguably more intelligent, but I'm not going to take that one. I'll take the creative though. I'm absolutely, I think that's just a fact. I feel like every creative I know is a night owl. So anywho, I am going to really be working on that. I am going to probably try out a couple of different bedtimes and rise times to see what really feels the most productive and what feels the most natural to me. But the thing about that is it really ties into that first point that I made. Having a weekly schedule and really honoring that and also putting in my hours of business into my scheduling tools is going to help with that too because I'm not going to be taking 7, 8, 9 p.m. calls, which I don't do often, but I did do some of in 2020 and it's hard. Like when you work until 8 p.m. and you have all these bright lights on and you're all like amped up, it's really hard to wind down and get in bed at 10 p.m. So really honoring my my routine is going to help with my sleep, I think, as well. The next habit that I'm leaving in 2020 is procrastination. I mean, I'm going to try. This is, you know what? I'm not, uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't define myself as a procrastinator, but I can procrastinate. I mean, definitely in college, I was absolutely that person who was writing those like 10, 15 page political science papers the night before. So I definitely have a little bit of procrastination in me, but for client work, I'm generally quick about it. You know, anything that has to do with clients, I'm excited about the projects I've been taking on. So I really like want to do them and I'm excited about my own stuff as well. But I think it just always gets pushed to the bottom. It's like, you know, that course that you want to launch, it's fine. Make, make time for it when you make time for it. The podcast, I can technically turn around a podcast in like six hours if I really need to, you know, filming, outlining, editing, 
getting it live. Like if I really need to, I can do this in like six hours. So I can easily leave it for the day before. And that is just not a good system because I was finding that I was, again, to the sleep thing, I was staying up until like 2 a.m., pretty regularly towards the end of 2020 working. And it was always on my own stuff. So in the beginning of 2020, when I decided to relaunch the podcast and put it on YouTube, I was so good. I batched so many episodes. I had like a filming month where I basically recorded a bunch of episodes, batched them out, batched them out. And I was pretty much good to go for like a a month or two. And then I ran out of those batched episodes and I was also busy in the agency, busy in the coaching business, and I just didn't have time to batch more. So if you're watching this, that means that I'm doing it uh, because I, I am just forcing myself again. CEO days, blocking off filming days, blocking off times is really going to help me honor that and and stay true to that so that I am getting ahead. I finally have a really good system down in Asana for my content calendar. I kind of like have went back and forth between a lot of different content planning systems, but what I'm using in Asana is super, super simple and it's honestly really working for me. It's what I'm reading my notes off of right now and I just really enjoy it. So let me know in the comments if you want to see a video on my content calendar in Asana. It's honestly super simple, but I'm happy to share it with you if you're interested. Last thing on that is I've also properly delegated. So the different members of my team know their role in this, in in everything that we do, but especially in regards to like the podcast, the YouTube, the Instagram, all of that stuff. People know their roles and I know their roles and I know people's strengths a little bit better so I can delegate things a little easier. So I think that's going to help me out a lot. One of my team members is helping me out now with production assistance, which is a huge help because that's the part that stresses me out. It's like you get your makeup done, you get your outfit ready, and then you have to set up all these lights and you're all like stressed out. So we're getting things down, but yeah, that's a big goal for me. So number four, the next thing that I want to uh, really change in the new year is sitting in these four walls all day, all night, all the time. Now I know 2020 was a tough year and listen, 2021 is probably going to be tough too. It's not going to change overnight. We're not going to all of a sudden be free as a bird and you know, things are going to be weird. Things are still weird, but we can still go outside. That is one thing that we still have. We're still allowed to go outside and Going outside has so many health benefits for us all, productivity benefits, uh, some research according to Business Insider, going outside, getting some sun, getting some fresh air. It can help with mental fatigue, with depression and anxiety. It can even help with your eyesight, which is something that people thought I was so weird last year when I was like, I had a bit of an emotional reaction to needing glasses, <laughs> which I love them. Like, don't get me wrong. I think they're fun. I think they're cute. But I was like, did I really screw up my eyes from like working too hard? And it was something, I don't know. It's something that like scared me a little bit, to be honest, because it, there's nothing wrong, obviously, with needing glasses, but it is something to just be aware of. And it's just, it's it's an aspect of your health and why not protect it as best as we can? So sitting in front of a screen all day is not natural. Your eyes are not used to that. You have to go actually outside once in a while and like, look far distances and 
duh. Like, why would I be shocked? I, I mean, there were days in 2020 when I didn't leave my house for like, oh, I don't even want to tell you, like at least a week, at least a week, but easily probably a couple weeks. And again, don't get me wrong, stay home, stay safe, all of that stuff. But we can go outside into an open field where there's nobody else around. I can go even outside on my balcony, you know, even if I don't want to be around people or it's cold or whatever, just standing on my balcony to have my cup of coffee. I need to make sure to do that every once in a while. I also think that it really helps going outside during the daytime because it signals to your body that, hey, uh, you know, it's daytime, we're being active, we're doing stuff. And it helps you kind of wind down when you come home and you have that natural flow to the day. And work-life balance, of course, you know, I mean, going out to grab lunch, going out in the morning to get coffee, whatever it is, it's not good to just work all day all night. It's just not good. Don't do it. Okay. And then the last one is a little more health-based again. I want to work on my eating habits a little bit. And so when I first started freelancing full-time, I cooked every meal at home for the most part, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. I would cook everything or eat everything at home. And I actually found that I felt really healthy and I also saved a lot of money that way. And that was the main reason that I did it. I was literally eating like beans and rice and like tacos, like easy, cheap stuff a lot. And then, you know, 2020 and later in 2019 and 2020 came around and I just got really busy. I also started earning more money, so I stopped being quite as conscious from the economic aspect, and I started ordering in a lot more, going out a lot more, and when I did eat at home, I was eating a lot of like processed foods, like frozen foods, like, oh, just throw this you know, microwave meal in because I have no time. Uh, I wasn't prioritizing it. You know, I wasn't stopping to take that 30, 40 minutes to make a fresh, healthy meal for myself. And yeah, I mean, eating in is not only good for your wallet, but it also tends to be healthier. Usually when you're cooking with, you know, whole foods, natural foods, actual ingredients, it's usually a healthier option for you. And like trigger warning, if anyone is sensitive about, you know, weight and, and, eating and stuff. I've gained about five pounds since lockdown happened, which I'm not, I'm not too upset about it, to be honest. I'm not somebody who like weighs myself or counts calories or anything like that. So I'm by no means wanting to eat healthier to lose a bunch of weight. I think that is more than, more than understandable after nine months of being locked in a house essentially. So it's not really for the weight aspect, but I do just want to be healthier. I definitely feel like I've been very sluggish. I've been very, and again, these things are all to be expected when 2020 was the way it is. I think we also need to give ourselves a break. And especially again, when it does come to any of those weight issues, like please, if you're, if you're somebody who's like has a health resolution, my just unsolicited advice to you is to be easy on yourself. Like seriously, if you have gained a little bit of weight after 2020, please be easy on yourself. So it's not that I am super concerned with with that, but I just want to um, be healthier, you know, because I think I I was a lot more health conscious before 2020 and then 2020 happened and I was like, cookies, I need comfort food, I need easy food. And, you know, I just 
want to be better about that. So those are the five habits that I am going to be changing in the new year and some of the things that I'm going to be leaving behind for 2020. Let me know in the comments, what are some of the habits that you are going to be changing in the new year? I, you guys know that I love the new year. I think that it is just a good, it's a good marker. It's a good measure of time and a good chance to just stop and reevaluate some of the things that we've done and accomplished and not accomplished uh, in the year prior. So I'm also reading a book right now. Shout out to Megan. She got me this book for Christmas, which was super sweet. It's called Atomic Habits. I'm not all the way done with it, but it's a really good one. If you are somebody who's kind of focusing on your goals and changing habits, I would definitely recommend checking this one out. One of the things that he said was, you know, a lot of times we focus too much on the goal and not on the habit. And I think that's kind of the purpose of this episode is the habit is a weekly routine. The goal with the weekly routine changing is better work-life balance, is a more satisfied client base, is an improved workflow, right? But he says that if you focus too much on the goal itself, it doesn't move. Like I could just focus on work-life balance and say like, oh my gosh, I have no work-life balance, I'm stressed, I'm overwhelmed, blah, blah, blah. What is that doing? But by changing the actual habit, which is the routine or, you know, like I said, the health thing, if I wanted to feel more energized or if you were someone who wanted to lose a couple of pounds, if you focus on the scale or you focus on how tired you are all the time, that's not going to change. But what you can do is, you know, change the habits and start cooking your meals at home and things like that. So anyway, that was just a quick tidbit from that book. It was really helpful. Um, I'll link it in the show notes and down below as well, if you want to check that out. So thanks so much for tuning in to the first episode of 2021. I hope you enjoyed it. If you're on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. If you're on Spotify or Apple, be sure to subscribe over there as well and leave me a thumbs up as well. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Show notes for this episode are available at latashajames.com slash podcast and contain all of the links I may have mentioned today, as well as an invitation to join my private Facebook group, the Freelance Friday Podcast Community. You can also learn about my ultra exclusive membership community, the Freelance Friday Club. Oh, and if you liked what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or throw me a testimonial over at latashajames.com slash contact. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon.